Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast, because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us. We have a tremendous show for you guys. We are going to discuss so many things in this episode. We're going to discuss the 53-man roster, the reactions that we had, how it was different from our thoughts and how we thought that the Bills were going to cut down their roster. Um, we're going to talk about the biggest surprises of the 53-man roster cut, the guys that they've signed since then, because they've been signing guys uh, ever since you know other teams were cutting players. So we're going to talk about those players a little bit. I'm going to tell you uh, our, our thoughts on them, where we think that they're going to find their room or their role on the roster, if at all. And uh, yeah, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, but first, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor check out the Twinspire Sportsbook at the DeLago Resort and Casino. It is such a fun time. We've been there probably a dozen times so far and uh, just just chomping at the bit, trying to find out when we can go there again to either record or just to enjoy a, a fun night out uh, because it's really a good time. So uh, we got that. We also, if you are not in the Western New York or Central New York area and you cannot make it to the DeLago Resort and Casino to go to the Twinspire Sportsbook, we are partnering up with an online betting site. So there is one that has been, it's probably one of the top rated sites for the last 29 years or so, and it's called BetUS. Now there's a link in our profile, which if you're interested in signing up, they give you $125 for every $100 that you deposit. So they just kick a little money back to us for for new signups. It costs you nothing extra. The link is in the podcast show notes. So just click on there and you can just sign up from there. Uh, so feel free to do that. It is is really cool. We're we're going to be doing um game previews this next season. So we're going to do betting previews. We're going to talk about the obviously the, whoever the Bills are playing against, the point spread, who we think is going to win. We're going to maybe use a little uh, chat GPT, see what they think is going to happen. We're going to maybe pull out some other bets. And then you know, John, I was thinking we should do like a parlay too, like all of our. So you, John or Mike picks two games, I pick two games, you pick two games, and then we use the the Bills game as the tiebreaker. But we should do a parlay of like the three games that we like the most from like all three of our uh our three of our picks i think that would be a lot of fun so uh i mean parlays are a ton of fun so check out the bet us link in the bio uh, support the podcast i'm also gonna get a chance to talk about this cool live show that i did with the fellas over at 24 7 buff fandemonium the guys that run the k-gun report um and the finger lakes mafia uh for the buffalo fan base uh site um, it's really a cool, it was a cool venue. I've never done anything live. I mean, John, we've done 300 podcasts 
for circling the wagons in the seven years we've been doing this. And let me just tell you, doing it live is completely different, especially because you're not just like talking to the people online through StreamYard or whatever, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. It's like you're actually trying to entertain the crowd that's there. And there were like 90, 100 people at this uh, this cool Buffalo uh, Rager that they threw over in Manchester, uh, New York. It was at the Reinvention Brewing. It was a cool time. I'll talk about that later. I'm going to tell you all about how I bombed <laughs> live on the air and how I have so much more respect for uh, John and Mike and my, as my co-hosts here because uh, they definitely they definitely helped me out a lot. So um, I'd like to welcome uh, our, my co-host for this episode. It is John. John, how's it going, man? It's going well. Uh, so, I mean, you do the Twitter or I mean the X spaces live thing, right? That's, that's something. Yeah. The X space. So it's funny. I'm not, I'm not, I'm used to like talking to people, but like talking to people in a group setting. Like, I mean, when was the last time you did something like where you had to talk out loud? Was it at like my wedding when you did this, the reading, or was it like another venue? Because you, I mean, you have to go up there and you're talking to like a hundred people and it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I guess I guess there's been some work meetings where there's like 50 people call into it and you have to talk, <laughs> but like, um, well, that's still nerve wracking because they're in, they're actually there. Like, yeah, um, and it like matters more because it's work. Right? <laughs> My livelihood depends on it. Yeah, <laughs> don't screw this up, John. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I typically try to avoid those situations. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, so it's funny. I'll I'll get into more of this later. But like, you know, there was there was a lot of people at this turnout. So like, I was not, you know, just talking to the co-host, but I'm talking to this group of people. And uh, yeah, I, I I'm going to tell you some of the jokes I bombed out on. It's going to be a fun time. But anyway, let's go into um, 53 man roster thoughts. Um, John, I'll start off with you. Like, you know, we did a pretty in-depth episode of that last week. Uh, uh, and it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, there were some surprises. There were some surprises there. Um, first off, I'm going to start off with this because I don't know if we're ever going to mention it after this. Von Miller to the pup, the physically unable to perform list. He'll be there for at least four weeks, which means he won't be able to start or at least practice until the fifth week. So he might be ready to, to play by week five. But Von Miller to the to the pup. Um, what's what's interesting about that is that <laughs> it feels like, and I like Von Miller. I have to preface it by saying that. Has anything he's ever said come true besides the fact that he's coming here? <laughs> like, he, he said he was going to be ready for week one. We were kind of skeptical. We were like, I don't know about that, Von. Let's see. That's, that seems pretty pretty quick for a 34-year-old. Um, and then, you know, he's been trying to get OBJ here for... Uh, and a lot of other free agents, none of it's panned out whatsoever. <laughs> so um, anyway, I just, uh, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, and were you surprised at all when uh, when that happened? No, I, I think I was anticipating him going on pup. Um, he hadn't, yeah. Like, I think he's just optimistic when he says that stuff. So oh, I'm back. Um, no, I, I think I think, I think think it was going to happen. So I wasn't surprised at, that at all. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. It was it was almost a surprise that I wasn't surprised. <laughs> you know, it was I was like I I knew this was going to happen. This was not, but it was just funny that I'd say the biggest surprises though, John, in general. And let me know what you think about this. Um, I think it was the Boogie Basham trade. Uh, we mentioned, you know, possibly, you know, there being guys that uh, that could have been traded. I didn't think Boogie Basham himself would be traded. I mean, cause you're talking about a guy who had only been on the roster. I mean, this is his what third season. 
So, and he's been stuck behind some really good players in his first couple of years. Um, and I guess maybe not so much that they traded him, but that, you know, maybe it was what they got for him, which wasn't a whole lot. They traded him and a seventh round pick away to the Giants for a sixth round pick. So not a whole lot in return, especially when you consider that he was a second round pick just a couple of years ago. Uh, would you say that that's the biggest surprise or was there something else that you thought was yeah, I mean, any trade by default is probably going to be a surprise because it's real hard to predict trades. Um, from the aspect of what they have on their roster, they're deep at the position. You know, and like if, if it's a situation where they're, oh, they're going to cut them anyway, may as well get something for them. But on the other hand, he was a former second round pick that didn't work out. Um, and this is not the first time that that's happened either. Cody Ford. Um, you know, they had Zach Moss as a third-round pick. Um, people are starting to knock Kyer Elam. I know it's too early yet for that, but uh, there, I think there's some people that are concerned over if the Bills are going to be able to sustain what they have, it's going to have to be through the draft because of these contracts that they have with Allen and, you know, Von Miller and Diggs and, like, all, all those um, are going to keep going up each year. So I think there's there's a little bit more concern there rather than surprise, I guess. Well, I mean, what you could say for sure, in Kyrie Lim, it's it's still kind of early, but I mean, there's there's definitely something to be worried about with that one. Um, as far or it's either he's not doing so well, which it doesn't seem to be the case, or maybe Christian Benford is just playing that much better. Um, you you never know with that situation. Again, they double dipped at cornerback that year, just like the Bills double dipped at defensive end when they draft did boogie bash him. But what I will give credit to Brandon Bean for is that if he sees this as a guy that doesn't have as much upside as a Kingsley Jonathan, which we'll you know talk about later, then at least he's willing to cut bait with it. At least he's willing to admit that it's wrong, right? Because it's, it's easy to just, you know, I felt like we held on to Cody Ford a little too long, you know, um, other guys like that. And he wasn't afraid to, you know, this isn't this isn't the way we thought. We have an opportunity. Let's trade him away. And he gave him to his buddy Joe Joel Shane over at, in New Jersey for that. So uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting way to go about this. So um, yeah, it it's worrisome that you know a second round pick didn't pan out every three years, but at least he got rid of him, right? Like at least he didn't hold on to him too long. At least he wasn't taking up a roster spot. And technically, even though, you know, Boogie Basham is on a second round contract rookie deal, like it's not that expensive. Kingsley Jonathan is a little bit less expensive than that. So they do make some of the money back for that. So I put a poll out on Twitter and I said, was Boogie Basham worth more than the late the late round draft pick swapped in 2025? Which is crazy because it's not even for next season's draft. It's for 2025's draft, which is even less meaningful, you know, like getting a six round pick for there is like almost getting like an undrafted free agent, right? Like they say, they say when you're looking at tr pick compensation, like if you're willing, like if this is the draft this year, it's the 2023 draft or whatever, and you have a first round pick, if you trade away next year's first round pick, it's almost like this year's second round pick, right? Like that's how they kind of equate it. So like a six round pick from two years from now is like, yeah, it's not worth a whole heck of a lot, but hey, it's okay. So, John, that being your biggest surprise, right? It wasn't Andy Isabella getting cut. It wasn't um, Ryan Vandemark making it or Justin Shorter make it. It was the Boogie Basham trade, right? Um, yeah, just, yeah, because we didn't predict that, obviously. Um, there are a couple minor things that we got wrong, but overall, I think we did pretty well predicting the 53. 
yeah if if i'm not going to toot our own horns like we did a pretty damn good job <laughs> like there was there was there was a lot of things that uh that could have gone worse so mike is that mike in here nate what is up mike mike joining the podcast how's it going dude it's all right <laughs> thanks for making the time thanks for making the time mike's on vacation it's oh happy labor day weekend to everyone out there who's listening happy labor day weekend i uh, hope you guys are all having a great weekend um great monday by the time you hear this it'll be labor day weekend so yeah hope you guys are all do- r.i.p jimmy buffett i forgot to mention that at the top r.i.p jimmy buffett i'm gonna maybe i'll give him a shout out at the end he's 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 had kind of a important uh impact on my life so a little bit so Mike, what's going on, man? How's your labor? He died right at 5 p.m., man. <laughs> the, the date, wait, the date of somewhere, right? <laughs> that people at the hospice didn't even know. They didn't, they're like, where, where is he? Somewhere. somewhere. You, know what's, you know what's funny? It's not so much funny now that I think about it, but um, when I saw it, was so funny. My sister had us over for drinks like just a just a random family get together no birthdays which was kind of cool um it's just a get together and she was going to serve margaritas like before we even knew about jimmy buffett like that was the plan she's like we're doing a clam bake and we're serving margaritas and i'm like awesome i love margaritas my favorite drink uh and then we find out that you know he passed and i'm like it's just fitting that she planned this party and my mom's i was like mom did you hear about jimmy buffett because she loves that song she loves margaritaville it's her favorite one of her favorite songs and she goes uh do you know how he died? And so, mind you, he's only two years older than my mom. <laughs> and I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have joked about it, but I'm like, ah, probably old age. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, I bombed. But um, but I got to talk to you, Mike and John, a little bit later in the podcast about how I bombed at this live uh, podcast thing I did for some folks in the Finger Lakes, Finger Lakes Bills Mafia. Um, it's 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 pretty funny. So... Uh, more of that type of humor that just in the general population is just like, this is awful. <laughs> so, um, but, but John or Mike, we were just talking about 53 man roster. Cool. Was there any, what did, he, what did he die of? I, I honestly don't know what he died of. John. Uh, they didn't say initially. I haven't like checked back after more time has passed. Though. Oh, skin cancer. I just saw on Google okay. in late August. He entered hospice care. Buffett died on uh, Sag Harbor, New York. Due to complications mm-hmm. from Merkel cell carcinoma, carcinoma, a rare and aggressive skin cancer with which he had been diagnosed four years earlier. Jeez. Huh? Dude, sunblock, man. I don't even know if that's like a sunblock type of cancer. Bubble. Like, yeah. <laughs> if it's, or if it just happens, just like some cancers, right? Where's your sunblock? Um, I mean, is that ironic or is that coincidental? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to say it's ironic because someone died. <laughs> Uh, but he did have a lot of songs about being in paradise. <laughs> Not a lot of songs about hanging out in the sun. Hanging out no, in the sun. None, I don't think. Make sure you wear a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> cheeseburger SPF fifty with a cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> oh man, would it be? Would it have been more ironic if like he had like liver disease or because of Margaritaville or like skin cancer because of. His tropical lifestyle. I'm not sure. Either way, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> I got to mm-hmm. say that's terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. So, Mike, we were just talking about our biggest uh, surprises for the Bills 53-man roster. I was thinking it was the Boogie Basham trade. I didn't see that coming necessarily. I thought they might make a trade. I just didn't see that specific player, I guess. But uh, it makes sense. Was that was that pretty much the biggest surprise that you saw too that week? Oh, definitely. 
I mean, Von Miller to the pup was not a surprise, right? Like we kind of knew that he wasn't going to start week one. Like, like he had told us all that he would be. <laughs> Von Miller is the epitome of, let's see, let me, let my brain reverse the under promise and over deliver. What does he do? He over promises and under delivers <laughs> in every statement. <laughs> in getting people to come here and getting free agents to go. Yeah. There's nothing that he's, uh, that has come true besides him actually coming to Buffalo. <laughs> and even then, even then, he wasn't sure he wanted to come here. <laughs> he said at the press conference, he's like, right until up about the time I got to this podium, I wasn't sure I'd be the, he was ready to bounce. Mm-hmm. He was ready to back out of that contract. Um, yeah. Yeah. We were just saying that too. It's funny. Um, so we're going to go over some of the biggest. Uh, so we'll go position by position um, in some of these areas. I'm going to share my screen. Do, 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 do. Okay. So I got. Uh, you know, quarterbacks we got right, Josh Allen, Kyle Allen. Um, Mar- Matt Barkley went to the injured reserve, which I did not know necessarily that that was going to happen. But the Bills did sign another quarterback um, from, I believe it was from the Chiefs. Yes, it was from the Chiefs. Shane Bouchel. Shane Bouchel. A short, a shorter version. The guy's got an arm. Um, I guess he's very frivolous with the ball. Or how would you say, like, not frivolous. He does not take care of the ball. He will throw an interception. But he's a gunslinger, right? He's a shorter gunslinger, a version of Josh Allen. If you saw the uh, the clip I posted on Twitter of him like dropping back, like going left, going right, evading the pass rush and throwing across his body to a guy in the end zone for the Chiefs in the preseason, you're like, that's Josh Allen all day long. Um, except I think he likes to do that a little bit more um, to the other team as well. So uh, a little bit more than Josh Allen, but that's okay. It's okay. He's got to learn. He's on a practice squad. We're gonna, what do you really expect from a guy who's the third stringer on a practice squad, right? Running backs, we got Wright, James Cook, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, Reggie Gilliam. Nothing to mention there. No surprises there. The Bills, six wide receivers. This isn't really surprising, but it is something that... John, did we call this one? Was it Justin Shorter? We called Justin Shorter making the team, right? I believe we did. Yeah, we got the receivers, right? We got the receivers 100% right. So Diggs, Davis, Sherfield, Hardy, Khalil Shakir, Justin Shorter, um, uh the one thing that we did mention, which we thought was going to happen, and it did happen, was Andy Isabella ended up getting released, right? And he had the ability, he he get, he got signed to the Bills practice squad. He had the ability to sign with anyone, but he wanted to come back to Buffalo. He wanted to be uh, a chance, or he wanted to stick with us and uh, possibly vie for a spot um, on the 53-man roster if there's an injury or something like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Bean mentioned that at his press conference, that he could have gone anywhere, and he decided on Buffalo, so that's pretty cool. Uh so all the people that were upset when Andy Isabella got cut because he was the Cinderella of preseason, he was the darling of training camp. Uh, we always need one, and he he earned that title, and uh, he's still with us. Don't worry, guys. He's still there. Tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, Quentin Morris, nothing surprising there. Offensive line. Now, this is kind of interesting. We talked about this last week. Deion Dawkins, Connor McGovern, Mitch Morris, Osiris Torrance, Spencer Brown, Ryan Bates, David Edwards, no surprises there. But Ryan Vandemark making the team and Alec Anderson making the team. Alec Anderson specifically, I think, is more of a surprise. Wouldn't you say, John? Um, well, I did pick Vandemark to make the team, so I was correct. On that you, were, one. you were. Um, yeah, I, I picked Butker just because of the experience, but um, <clears throat> I'm not a big Butker fan, so like I'm okay with it. <laughs> but it was something that I got wrong. I know you didn't even necessarily want him. It was just surprised that he got cut. Well, Questenberry, I think, was a surprise. Oh, Question- too. Yeah, Questenberry was the other one I picked. Questenberry to make it, and he got cut as well. And again, uh, 
fine with it. And they ended up after the fifty-three man stuff shaked out. They uh, they signed another tackle, uh, Jermaine uh, Ifedi. Yep, they brought Jermaine Ifedi back to he, and he wasn't just signed to the practice squad like Andy Isabella. He is on the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, which I mean, like let, first before we get into Jermaine Ifedi. Ryan Vandemark and Alec Anderson, you did call Ryan Vandemark. I wanted him. I didn't think that they were going to do it, but I was pleasantly surprised that they kept him. They have a guy that has left tackle. Uh, He's basically the backup left tackle at this point, but they are getting him reps at right tackle. They're trying to get him. That's where he played in college. That's where he spent most of his time um, in the preseason and training camp and practice squad left tackle, but he is getting some reps in the right tackle. I believe he played some of the game against the Colts or whoever the third game was, uh, the, the bears. I believe he played some right tackle there too. So he's getting used to it. But, um, Alec Anderson is a guy who I did not think was going to make it, but he does have that versatility that they really like. And it sounds like he's basically an upgraded Ike Butker because he can play guard. He can play center, sometimes tackle. Like this is a guy that's, He's almost like a, it kind of reminds me of Ryan Bates. It really actually like a guy that can play multiple different positions. I don't know if he's starting caliber yet. I don't think so, but it was a guy that they wanted and they wanted to keep him on the, on the roster. And, and uh, I like it. David Questenberry getting cut. I'm surprised at that, but I'm happy about it because I mean, we've seen David Questenberry for two seasons now and he's going to get Josh Allen killed if he has to play. I mean, it's just, it's just how he is at this point in his career. I mean, he's older. He was never like an amazing starter to begin with. He was just a serviceable starter when he was one. So now, you know, it's it's just unfortunate he's not right. I'd say he's even a step below. Remember when the Bills had Ty Nsecki? Like that was a guy I felt a lot more comfortable with than David Questenberry. So the fact that they got um, Brian Vandemark on the left side and then the right side, they got Jermaine Effetti, a guy who's who has a ton of experience. He's 83 starts in the league, um, right tackle guy. This, don't be surprised. Like this is what I thought, uh, Brandon Shell was going to be before he just decided to retire all of a sudden. Um, I thought Brandon Shell was going to be that right tackle, like veteran backup. So that way, if Spencer Brown has issues, no, well, now you just throw in, uh, throw in Jermaine Effetti. Now he can step step up and you know potentially be a better option because there's nothing that we've seen from Spencer Brown the entire preseason or training camp that makes you think this guy's ready. This guy's ready to start. So um, defensive ends. Uh, we talked a little bit about Von Miller going on the pop. Uh, we talked about, we knew Floyd Epinesa was mostly going to make it. Shaq Lawson, I didn't have as necessarily making the roster. I don't believe we, we had him, right? We, instead of Shaq Lawson, we had, no, do we have Shaq Lawson? We did, right? We had Boogie Bosham, right? don't think, I thought we didn't pick Shaq Lawson. We had, but yeah, we had Basham. Basham and Kingsley Jonathan, we didn't have on. So that was a new one too. Right. That's a pretty, that's a pretty high compliment of Brandon Bean to give Kingsley Jonathan a role on the 53 man roster, right? It's not like they signed him to the practice squad. Like he is one of their backup defensive ends. He's, he looked good in the preseason. He did. He did, right? And so did, uh, so did Cameron, Cameron Klein. Klein, who's on the practice squad now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we had him. We had Cameron Klein as a priority uh, practice squad candidate, too. So that was kind of cool to see. We knew Von Miller was going to be on the pop. So those were the Kingsley Jonathan making it. I'm not surprised. I, you know, the good thing about this, you know, we were mentioning Brandon Bean willing to, uh, you know, he wasn't, he was saying that Boogie Basham basically wasn't ready for the 53 man roster anymore. He wasn't cutting it. Um, Kingsley Jonathan, like looking at that, just Bean's ability to say, you know what? 
Um, maybe Boogie Basham isn't cutting it. I can get someone, but like Kingsley Jonathan might be better in the long run than Boogie Basham. He, he probably has a much higher ceiling at this point, and that, that was probably what swayed the decision. Because if you think about it, AJ Epinesa is not going to be here next year, most likely, right? Shaq Lawson probably won't be here next year unless he takes another one-year vet minimum deal, right? So all you have left next year are Greg Rousseau, Von Miller, and Kingsley Jonathan because Leonard Floyd is on a one-year contract, AJ Epinesa, like I mentioned. And so it's literally those three guys. So they must put a lot of faith in him because they don't have Boogie Basham. Like that was another veteran that they could have used potentially, but they do have enough veteran depth in the defensive defensive end room. So not a big deal. Um, defensive tackle. Um, this was pretty straightforward. Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Puna Ford, Tim Settle. Nothing surprising there. But at linebacker, Linebacker, we had Milano, Dodson, obviously Terrell Bernard, Dorian Williams, Balin Spector, and Tyler Madikadovich. I didn't necessarily know that Balin Spector was going to make the 53-man roster. Did we have him making it? We did. We, did. we got linebacker correct, yeah. And and that was that was one of those ones where I was like, I hope he gets it based on what we said. But, I mean, we thought they might cut A.J. Klein. They did cut A.J. Klein. And sure enough, like one of the big stories coming out of the 53-man roster cut was Jermaine Fetty. The right tackle, which we mentioned earlier, Spencer Brown's backup, but getting signed to the practice squad is Christian Kirksey, the middle linebacker out of uh, Houston. He's a guy that got cut. Um, he was he had some hamstring injuries in the preseason, uh, but this is a guy that okay. Let me know what you what you think about this, guys. Okay, so you have Christian Kirksey. He's on the fifty three. He's not on the fifty three man roster. He's on the practice squad, but they get Terrell Bernard back. Okay, so he. I believe is going to be the starting middle linebacker, right? The hope is, right? I hope so. I think he's the guy, but like he's had the injury issue. So I, he's also had an injury issue along with Kirksey. Throws, that throws a wrench into it. Yeah. I mean, and they won't start Dorian Williams at middle linebacker. He's an outside linebacker only. Bale Inspector is not ready for that role. They've given him no snaps ever ever since the second day of training camp. They've given him no snaps at, at Dodson. first string. <laughs> Dodson. Um, Dodson's scary. Dodson, scary. Um, Dodson, man, they've been doing everything they can to give him that role, and he keeps giving it back. He's like, I don't want it. He's like, you want me to middle? He's like, I know you want me to be middle linebacker. I just don't want it that bad. <laughs> like, you guys you guys take it, okay? Give it to Terrell when he's healthy because he just can't seem to hold on to it. Um, and it's not his fault because he wasn't able to – not like anyone was taking it from Tremaine Edmonds, but, I mean – he didn't show enough that the Bills felt comfortable giving him a multi-year contract. I mean, they signed him on a one-year vet minimum deal also. I mean, that's not like – that doesn't scream out like future pro bowler, right? It's not his fault. He's an undrafted guy. Terrell Bernard, you know, he's he was doing pretty well. I think he's an upgrade. So Terrell Bernard um, may not be better than Tyrell Dotson all around, but I think he just kind of gives you a more like level playing – like you can predict what he's going to what's going to happen with him on the field more so than you can predict with Tyrell Dotson. Like let's say I was listening to uh, Anthony Prohaska from Cover 1. We had him on a few weeks ago and he's like let's say Tyrell Dotson is like an 8 at like run run coverage, right? Like stopping the run. But he's like a 3 in pass coverage. It's like well maybe Tyrell Bernard's like a 6 and a half at stopping the run or 7, but he's like a 5 or 6 when it comes to pass coverage, right? So he doesn't have as as much highs or as much lows, but he's much more steady, right? So that's how I look at Terrell Bernard. So with Christian Kirksey signing is more like uh, here's a guy who has more experience than Tyrell Dotson and Terrell Bernard at the middle linebacker position. He's I've been reading up on him. He's not he's pretty good at stopping the run. 
He's not so good in pass coverage. Um, he doesn't have like elite athletic ability, but I feel like he's a step up from Tyrell Dodson and he's, but he's not as good at coverage as Terrell Bernard. Okay. If that makes sense. So he's going to, he's not going to be on the, the team starting until like what? Like I say they give Terrell Bernard five or six weeks, right? If he, if he does, if it looks really bad after five or six weeks, they might call Christian Kirksey up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they really only have Bernard and Dodson, right? Because Spectre went on IR right away. Anyway, not that we wanted Spectre to start at middle linebacker, but. Yeah, he and Shorter went on IR right away, right? Yeah. And that's how they made room for Kirksey, or and... not Kirksey, um, Afedi and, oh, Reed Ferguson. That's right. They re-signed Reed Ferguson. Yeah. That doesn't right. count. That yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> it's him, him being caught. <laughs> we got Reed Ferguson wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we picked him up off waivers, guys. Can you believe that? <laughs> Best long snapper. Uh, what do you think about that, though? They they give Terrell Bernard like five or six weeks. I still don't think they feel confident in Tyrell Dodd yeah, starting. Yeah, I think Kirksey's insurance in that makes perfect sense. I mean, because he doesn't know the playbook, right? So you can't put him in week one anyway. He doesn't know the terminology. He wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't do that, no. yeah. He wouldn't be ready to, to put on the helmet with the mic on it because he doesn't know the calls. Now you give him five or six weeks. He's in the system. He's on the practice squad. He learns the playbook. I mean, they might get to a five or six week period or maybe even earlier potentially and say like, this just isn't working. You know, like we thought Terrell Bernard was going to be the answer. Then we try Tyrell Dotson. None of them seem to be the answer. Like we try AJ Klein, like maybe they bring him back or something or they elevate him from the practice squad or something. I don't know, but uh, you will see <laughs> a lot of options, no good options, but a lot of options. <laughs> All right. Let's oh, actually, let's take this time to mention that uh, we got to go over cornerback safety. Um, uh, we're going to talk about a few other topics, but we're going to go do that over on our on our feed over at, uh, if you just search circling the wagons, we have our own podcast feed now. So if you want to go over to there to check us out, we'll wrap up the rest of them. We're going to tell everyone how I bombed on, uh, the 24 seven Buffalo, Buffalo, Buff Fandemonium live podcast, uh, which is always a good time talking about that. A lot of self-deprecation there. Uh, and then, uh, we'll go from there. So again, this episode is brought to you by the twin spire Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, if you're like I said, if you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, head down Route 90, get off at Exit 41, and get right into the Delago Resort and Casino, where every moment is a winning moment. Thank you guys so much for listening. So check us over on Circling Wagons. Just search Circling the Wagons in any of your favorite podcast feeds, and you'll get our uh, you'll get all of this that we just get we just uh, said and more. Uh, so check us out over there. For me, I Nick, feel like you. You're bragging about self-deprecation. <laughs> but somebody else is supposed to compliment you like, oh, he's very self-deprecating. Nate's a nice guy. Uh, he's I, humble. He's, <laughs> he's not full of himself. Now there's, I am the most humble person there's ever been. <laughs> like, let's, let's just stamp that in you know, blood or whatever, <laughs> right in blood. Nate is the most humble person you've ever met. But yeah, no, self-deprecating. It's, it's, it's self-deprecating what I'm going to tell you. So it is not paying me in a great light. Self-described. Self-described. <laughs> Normally you just notice self-deprecation by the way that someone handles themselves. They don't have to announce it out loud on a loudspeaker, but yeah. I guess, I guess we'll be the judge of if it's self-deprecating or not. Okay. That sounds good. You guys let me know if it's, if it's not terrible. I was mentioning this to, to or, uh, Mike, Mike, I was mentioning this to John before you got on, but um, like, I appreciate He's you guys. Oh man. 
Okay. You, I appreciate you guys as co-hosts a little bit more like, than I did before. Honor, just like staring off. <laughs> uh, thanks. So, so anyway, so this is the new podcast feed. Everyone who's listening, um, we decided to keep posting on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network until they said something, <laughs> until they noticed that we were, uh, you know, having our own podcast feed, which they have. I literally got like the schedule of all the podcasts on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And it's 21 shows, guys. It is. We are one of 21 shows on the podcast network. So, uh, so you're waiting till they catch on. Yeah, it's kind of like Milton in uh, in Office Space, right? You just keep collecting a paycheck, even though he got fired. <laughs> like we'll just keep posting on the feed until they say something. We'll post on both feeds. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping and we can get to like week eight. Gonna, oh. I'm hoping we can. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. When the two bad guys are are like stalking, <laughs> uh, Lloyd and Harry, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna ransack their apartment." Yeah. No, that'll that'll give them the message. And the other bad guy's like, "I don't think they're gonna get that message." <laughs> it's kind of a shithole in here. I don't think shithole. <laughs> I don't think they're getting that message. It's like we're going to show Buffalo Rumblings. We're going to get our own podcast feed. That'll show them. It's like I, I don't think they're going to get that message, Nate. <laughs> I don't think they give a crap. Yeah, all good. Like we mentioned last week, nothing personally against. We just like uh, you know not being one of twenty-one shows. People want to find us. They can find us. We can do our own shows. We don't have to ask permission to post at a certain time. If you're listening to this podcast on our our own feed, you're getting this before you would get it if you subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And we mentioned it's hard to it's hard to subscribe when there's 21 shows and you get like three or four downloads a day. Like that's just that's just a lot. So let's. Keep going with the podcast. We we have mentioned almost every other positional group. We didn't mention safety. Uh, that was this one's pretty obvious. Hyde, Poyer, Rap, Demar Hamlin, Cam Lewis. Um, nothing really surprising there. And John, I don't think that was anything. We we called all those guys, even Cam Lewis. Where's Cam uh, Lewis? The yeah. one you didn't call. You called Ryan Vandermark, not Cam. Right. Lewis. Also, you yeah. got this. I one. wanted I wanted both to make it, but I ended up picking between those two for the final spot. But I'm happy that they both made it. Me too. We wanted both of them to make it. We just yeah. didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. We we kind of both got it wrong, right? I picked one guy, you picked the other, but they both made it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they're not going to keep Ryan Vandermark for sure. And you're like, oh, yeah, just like they're not going to keep Kim Lewis. So they did both. Um, I think you skipped corner. But we got those all right, too. So. Oh, yeah, I did skip. Thank you. Travis White, Terry Johnson, Christian Benford, Danger Jackson, Kyrie Lim, Sarah, Sarah Neal. Yep, got all those. Uh it is really going to be interesting to watch Kyrie Elam. Um, you know what's funny about that is like he is just the Bills and Brandon Bean mentioned Kyrie Elam at the press conference and said he's not obviously not willing to give up on him or anything like that. But it's funny that he's not really vying for that starting role because when he did start it last year, like there was the injury to Christian Benford and then Dean Jackson. You know he he won the job over Dean Jackson and. Like he looked pretty good. He didn't look terrible. He, he, I keep on going back to that last play against the Dolphins that won them that playoff game, that breakup against Jalen Waddle. Now, was it the best thrown ball by their third string quarterback, Skylar White, or whatever? No, but he made a play. He's made plays. He had like three or four interceptions last season in limited snaps. Um, I'm just surprised. It's something going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing. Um, but yeah, it could just be a consistency thing. Um, he's still, I mean, he's still a young player. He, he, so far, he's only had his rookie year so far. 
I mean, so is Benford, and he, and he could be starting week one. So yeah, no kidding. I wonder if he will be starting next next week or week one. Yeah, it will be interesting. And then the specialists, we have Tyler Bass, no surprise. Sam Martin, punter, no surprise. And then Reed Ferguson coming back, no surprise. So that was a 53-man roster. Uh, biggest surprise was the Boogie Basham trade. Um, when I put up a, a, a post on Twitter, on X, ah, it's so annoying to say. Uh, when I put up a, po- a poll on X, uh, was Boogie Basham worth more than the late round picks draft or swapped in 2025 58% of people said yes 41% of people said no i thought it was i thought it was a little i didn't think it was enough people folks were like well if that's all you can get for him then that's all that's all he's worth and i'm like yeah but it was to brandon bean's buddy joel shane like was he really calling all the other gms to see what he could get for boogie basham or did he get a couple of calls and this was the best one you know, so people always say that's the worst. It's like maybe he could have shopped him for a little bit more. I mean, pass rush is a prime position. Like this isn't just like I'm trying to think of a non-prime position, um, like safety or linebacker or something like that necessarily. Like people don't guard, right? Like people don't go crazy over those positions like they do uh, pass rusher. So, and I don't think Boogie Basham looked bad. He didn't look terrible. Um, so that was the biggest surprise. And then the next biggest surprise based on uh, Twitter, an X poll, I should say. Biggest surprise from roster cutdown day. 55% said the Boogie Basham trade. 23% said the Isabella, Andy Isabella getting cut. And then the other ones were Vandemark making it was the next biggest surprise. And then Justin Shorter making it was not that big of a surprise. So that was, uh, yeah, that was roster cutdown. No big surprises for us because we got most of those right. (laughs) Dude, we were probably like 90%, right? Like we would have gotten an A- minus on that test. (laughs) This is, I, I want to give us the credit, but it's also that it's really good roster, so there's not going to be a lot of turnover, right? Like, there's just a few surprises. Yeah, it's not like it's a really bad roster. It's like <laughs> it's it's like you want to cut more than they than they than they will. <laughs> um, I want to read you guys an email from a listener, which was really cool because it had to do with rust, roster cut down day. Um, we mentioned. It was just, we basically mentioned it in passing that Tamar Hamlin made the team. That wasn't a surprise to us. Uh, I think that a lot of Bills fans watching it, I mean, he started, what, like 15 games for the Bills last season when Micah Hyde went out, right? So that was not a surprise whatsoever. But uh, one of our listeners from Italy, I don't know if you guys remember Stefano. Um, he, uh, he is the guy that mentioned that, like, he was going for a run through Rome, right? Like, Greens from Rome, like, he's, like, the guy's living the life, right? So, but he lives there. So it's not like he's just like a transplant to Rome, but still the guy's super cool. Um, he wrote us an email said, Hey, look what I found while on vacation in Thailand Forza bills from Stefano. And it was a newspaper clipping. Let me share it with you guys. Newspaper clipping. It says Hamlin makes Buffalo's roster. This is from Thailand. This is a Thailand newspaper. And in the sports section under the soccer whatever who cares about soccer it's another soccer guy right? it says hamlin makes buffalo's roster like how cool is that that he sent that and that that was one of the main highlights in, in the sports section in thailand was our second string safety making the team right pretty yeah. cool i mean yeah it's a you know it's it part of it you know the feel good story right like you know what happened and you know obviously um 
I, I, I guess I wouldn't expect it to be like that international, but it's cool that it is. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it to be international. I, I'd expect it maybe it was brought up in like U.S. media, right? Like national media that doesn't really cover sports, right? Like maybe it's a Good Morning America or something like that, right? Like yeah, make Canada. I could see you know Canada being a thing. Yeah, and even England, you know they you know they have the games in London and, and... and they follow. Yep, they follow football, and we're the only place that has football for the most part. So yeah. But that was cool. I mean, you could easily say that, like, the level of celebrities in Buffalo, it's got to be like Josh Allen and DeMar Hamlin. In some cases, like this case right now, DeMar Hamlin might be even more popular than Josh Allen is, especially on an international level. You know, it's pretty cool. Good story. So that was cool. Thank you so much to Stefano from emailing that out while he was on vacation in Thailand. Um, I wanted to. Wasn't all that in English? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that was like the journal day. Italiano, was that or was it like the Wall Street Journal? <laughs> the Thailand Wall, the Thai Wall Street Journal, because he was in Thailand, maybe. Oh, he's Italian. That's right. He's, he's a, Italian. He's Italian from Rome in Thailand on vacation. Hmm. Dude, it's so funny. People from Europe and and any of our European listeners can attest to this. My sister lived there for a couple of years, and like it's it's just not vacation places that you would normally think of as an American. Like she's just like, yeah, you know, our neighbors spent four weeks in Vietnam, and to me as an American, like Vietnam, why would you want to go there? Are you kidding me? What do you want to get? Like you know, I I can't think of <laughs> something from napalm. You know, like why would you ever go there? Not realizing that it's a perfectly fine place. Like it's not a big deal at all. People go to Cuba. Like another place that we don't think to go to vacation to. I don't even think we're allowed to, but um, it's just a different place. Like Thailand, I wouldn't necessarily think. I know people that have gone to Thailand. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's nicer. Like we think Caribbean, Hawaii or something like that. Like that's that's pretty international. But It's also closer for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vietnam's a lot further away from us than it might be for them, right? So, But yeah, I've never thought of vacationing in Vietnam. So funny. Stuff like that. Thailand. Thailand I've heard of, but um, I want to read. what your dad would say. <laughs> dad i'm going to yeah my dad for those that don't know my dad's a vietnam veteran <laughs> what if i told him i was moving to vietnam <laughs> dad i'm moving to nam like what do you think uh <laughs> you think what did he call him charlie you think charlie's cool with it now or it's gonna be my dad has so many there's so there's a lot of veterans that you hear like about that don't talk about you know the war or anything my dad will tell you like anything you want to hear about it like he's so open a little too much a little too much <laughs> but he's he's talking about um reminds me of a story of when he was they were relocating some of the vietnamese um people from the rice paddies he's like it wasn't a it was war right so they were moving him to a different area they were moving him off their farms and they were basically like setting torches to they were flaring up their their rice fields right like they're burning down the crops because the Viet Cong, the people that were, you know, Charlie, right? They were, they were using all the supplies. They're basically having the farmers give them the supplies, right? Because they weren't farmers. They were the military. So they would be like, well, you can't get this rice, right? Like you can't get this, get this rice for either your troops or to sell, you know, to, to make more money for the war. So we're going to burn it all. So um, my dad would walk like, you know, the farmers and everyone to like this area where they had like, all the refugees and stuff from, from war. And like, they, he's like, so my dad asked the guy, he asked the translator to ask the farmer. He's like, what do you like more? Do you like us or the Viet Cong? You know, is this better or what they do better, you know, for war? And uh, he said, the Viet, the, the farmer said, the Viet Cong don't make us walk as much as you do. 
<laughs> so it's like, I always thought that that was a, an interesting story. Kind of sad looking back at it. Um, but yeah, probably should have told that story. That goes into, so I'm going to read a few <laughs> reviews of the podcast from folks that have left us review on the new podcast network. By the way, if you haven't done that yet, um, please do Apple Podcasts. Just search Circling the Wagons Podcast. You can leave us a five-star review. I'm going to read a few of these. Um, by the way, if you do it on Spotify or Google Podcasts, just take a screenshot of, of you giving us a five-star review, and I'll and I'll uh, I'll put you on the list of uh, people that can win uh, a, a giveaway each week throughout the regular season. I think you know I'm going to try to do see how long we can be on the Buffalo Roamings Podcast Network before they find us out. If we can make it to week eight, I'm going to give away a bill signed. Mem- uh, paraphernalia or something like that for any of the listen any of the listeners here uh if we can make sure. it to be paraphernalia is a negative connotation is it oh is it sorry what am i thinking memorabilia <laughs> it had the yeah, elia at the end there. oh i'd love some memorabilia <laughs> i would not like any paraphernalia like keep that shit <laughs> away from me uh so just to just to read a, a few of the reviews that we've gotten uh bills fan 2290 writes really enjoy this show and we'll make sure i tune in the future do yourself a favor and follow now if you love the Bills. It sounds like he's pulling that right from my uh, from my uh, Twinspire Sportsbook read. Do yourselves a favor. Check out the Twinspire Sportsbook. He's like, do yourselves a favor. Check out the uh, Circling the Wagons podcast, man. Love it. Thank you to BillsFan2290. This might be my favorite review username in history. It's Hard Member. Hard Member writes, <laughs> great fan-made Bills podcast. One of the best fan podcasts about the Buffalo Bills. Professional, sound quality, sound or good sound quality, not good reading quality, <laughs> good sound quality and casual. A great lesson. This is from uh, our guy, Ryan Arcedo, um, eight. He says, Nate, Mike, and John consistently pump out the best comprehensive yet easy to listen to Buffalo Bills podcast. They previously were on Buffalo Rumblings, but as the OG podcast, it was hard to always locate their podcast since their channel had become flooded. Much easier to find and follow the episodes on their own channel. Looking forward to many more years of their knowledge, commentary, and humor. Thanks, guys, for all your hard work. Oh, man. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, this is from uh, Gager 88 uh, Long time. By the way, if you guys are going to write your username for your and, – and, and Gage Jonathan wrote – he put, gave his Instagram handle. Um, if you guys are going to do this in the future, use your social media handle or Twitter, Instagram, or you know something close to your Facebook you know real name so that uh, when you do win, you can email us and I'll know that it's you. So if you're like jgager88 and I find out your name is Tim, like that doesn't really Tim Tim you know Smith. That doesn't really sound like jgager88 uh, over there, Tim. So I don't think you really want that one. Maybe that's his middle name. <laughs> Tim Jonathan Gage <laughs> Smith. <laughs> no, no, that's something, that sounds like something you do, John. Are you going to try to get on some of this uh, paraphernalia <laughs> memorabilia? Um, so Jonathan writes, longtime listener, always love the content. So glad you decided to take the leap and go out on your own. I am glad I wasn't the only one scrolling through all of Buffalo rumblings to find your guys' podcast. Keep up the great work, listener for life. Go Bills. Thank you so much, Jonathan. That means a lot to us. So, uh, Wait, your point is somebody has to have the same username as their name? The same, something similar to their username where if it's on Instagram and they're messaging me, they're like, oh, I'm jgager88 on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, that's your username in the review. Like, I'll use Yeah, that. but you could always just do a DM or something. Why are you trying to help people, man? Like, Big Brother is big enough. Like, if I win and my name is, like, your name isn't always Nate. You could be T-Bone in the be- instant messenger days. <laughs> right? So if, if, if you're T-Bone 
and T-Bone wins, then T-Bone just messages Nate and be like, hey, send it to John, <laughs> one, two, three, right? Well, what if your email address was That's like T-Bone, T-Bone 69 or something? Like, then I would know it was T-Bone. Yeah. Yeah, but they could just direct message you when you announce the winner. Yeah. Okay. Well, Facebook's the only one that you actually have to use your real name for, right? Right, but I mean, say if I'm on Twitter, X, for the bootlickers like John, (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm T-Bone, and I win, I can just DM you, be like, yo, bro, my name on here is T-Bone, but really, I'm John. Send it to me at John, (laughs) right? Yeah, but that's what their, their Twitter handle should be the same as the review, the review name. So like if it was T-Bone as the review and he DMs me as T-Bone, then obviously I know that that guy won. So that's, that's how that works, right? So you're just saying in the review, in the review, use your like username for, for Instagram or Twitter. No, 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 no. Don't use your real names ever if you can avoid it. (laughs) But if you have to on Facebook, because let's say you don't have Twitter, let's say you don't have Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And the only way to message me is through an email or Mm -hmm. Facebook where you have to use your real name for the most part. And you signed up, you can't just sign up on Spotify through email, right? No, oh, whatever. Okay, go. Ahead. Spotify, go they don't let you leave like review words. So, but if you if you take a, a picture of it and DM me, then I'll put you on the list, right? So, um, right. so yeah. So, like, let's say your name was Tim Smith. So, if you did your your username for the review is like T Smith on iTunes, then I would definitely know her or something, or like Tim uh, Tim something Tim S ninety nine that I would know. <laughs> Like, right. Like I can put those two together. I'm not an idiot. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but also like if you re if you retweet our podcast or you share it out loud, I'm also going to give you a, uh, an entry every week during the season to another giveaway. Okay. So the only, the only, so like Stu, Stu, one of our listeners for a long time, he retweeted our tweet, our pin tweet that had the podcast thing. In. So he gets, he gets a, an extra entry. Um, if he does it next week, he gets an extra entry for that too. Buffalo Dill did that too, gets gets an entry. So you guys, the more you share it over Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, as long as you tag us in it and we can see it. So if it's a retweet, obviously I can see you guys retweeted it. If it's on Instagram, you say, hey, I'm listening to this, and you tag us in it, then I can see it. I'll put you on the list. So that's how it goes. We want well, you guys they're, to not, just... they're not called retweets anymore. They're reposts. Reposts. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> John. Because X is such a stupid name, you can't be like re-X'd. That's double X. How do we get to triple? It was not well thought out at all. <laughs> um, the only time you should change something is if you can definitely make it better than the other thing. Otherwise, just keep not when you have like the complete monopoly on the verb and the noun and you own everything (laughs) completely in the lexicon. (laughs) You're like, no, scrap, scrap all that. (laughs) You know, what was working great for like 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah, let's just let's just change it all together. (laughs) It's like, dude, not everything has to be an electric engine instead of a combustion engine, man. (laughs) Like, just, you know, um, I, we're going to have to have a, John and I will have to sit you down because you've come full circle in, in terms of like all the shit you're going to give away. <laughs> well, it's coming out of your guys's cut. You know that, right? Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure it was, it was all legally bound on the, on, on the podcast. So 
So yeah, you can't say I didn't. I didn't. This is know. what you Nobody did told when we were the original podcast. This is what you did to get all these listeners for Buffalo Rumbling. Yeah, and all that is now worthless. That was so stupid. I can't believe I did that for them. I mean, I felt like yeah, yeah. What a waste. Hundreds of dollars. That's okay. It was at the time it made sense. Hundreds. I didn't know they were going to keep adding more. Like I thought, like six or seven, we're we're good. We're good. Six or seven, we're good. Okay, all right. Eight or nine. All right. That's okay. All right. We can do that. We can do eight or nine. Oh, twelve. All right. Uh, okay. Um, it's as long as we don't add any more. Like I think we can make this work, right? Oh, okay. Fifteen, sixteen. Oh, geez. All right. And some of them are posting twice a week. Okay. Um, I guess there's twenty four hours in a day, seven days in a week. <laughs> we might be each get an hour per week. And then it was just like, yeah, that's enough. So um, thank you for everyone that's written us a review. Please write us another review or, you know, screenshot your five-star review on um, Spotify so we can see that. Email that to us, cptwpod at gmail.com. Again, oh, I forgot to mention, we have a best ball league. Um, It's coming up this Wednesday, September 5th. Um, I got to, I got to get John and Mike signed up for it. Um, It is over at um, my F, my F PPC. Hold on. Or I'm sorry myffpc.com. It is a best ball fantasy football tournament, which only for the listeners of the podcast. Um, right now we have four people on it. All right. We have four people. So it's me, third and Cole. Um, we have Roger, Pigskin Punks, and Jonathan, our guy Jonathan that just left his review. He's in on it. So $35 entry for all of you guys. There's only 12 spots. Okay, so get in as soon as you can and uh, become a part of this. And the winner of that, I'm thinking the winner of that will be... They'll obviously get the money, but maybe I think I'll give away uh, a Madden Madden 24 copy of whatever your choice is to the winner. So um, we'll do that. Um, I'm going to give away for the people. Uh, we're going to do weekly T. I have to veto. You, veto. you don't want to do that one? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you Anyone might win that it. wants it will has it. By December or January or whenever it ends? By August 26 whenever it came out <laughs> i don't have it yet i would uh i feel like i should get it this will be just an excuse hopefully i win so i get it <laughs> but you don't like that one yeah, what do you think? i'm kind of with mike on this one yeah why would you want it at the end of the year hmm, good point football year. you'd want it right at the beginning so right? it'll be a signed yes so it'll, i'll give a signed piece of paraphernalia memorabilia away <laughs> It'll be Boogie Basham. Boogie Basham jersey. <laughs> <side boogie. laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, maybe I'll do uh, – I, I have an Ed Oliver jersey. I have a Thurman Thomas jersey, a Way jersey. I think I'm going to give away for the podcast listeners at the end of the season, um, right before the playoffs. Uh, so that's there, but I'll also do the weekly Tee Public uh, giveaway. So that will be one at the very end of the season. But um, also to win, you're going to have to listen each week during the season, and then I'll announce the winners then. Um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. It'll be fun. We're going to start doing that the beginning of the season, right after the Bills play the Jets. Um, we're going to do a preview episode next week. Mike and John, I haven't talked to you about that, but we're going to do a preview episode um, this week um, if you guys can make it. If not, I'll go solo on that one. And uh, we're going to preview the Bills-Jets game. Also do some picks, um, some that it's going to work right into the fact that, you know, we have a partnership with the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, it's going to work into that. We're going to get lines from them, hopefully do a parlay together. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. Lots of stuff lined up for the Circling the Wagons podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, oh real quick. So before I end this, I talked about the Best Ball League. I talked about uh, the email reviews, podcast reviews. I'm just going to – you guys don't have to watch – the, the live stream that I did for the first 10 minutes or so, we didn't even have sound, <laughs> which I didn't know that at the time. So 
Um, I, I, the guys over at 24 seven buff fandemonium, um, asked me to come on their podcast a few weeks ago, which was really cool. It's called the key gun report. Really nice guys. Um, oddly enough, like my wife's brother went to school with them. Um, just randomly found that out. So we just kind of linked up and we were talking about that. So, um, they said, Hey, we're doing this rager at, uh, in Shortsville, Shortsville, New York. Uh, and we're going to have Mark Maddox there, former Bills linebacker. And if you want to do a 30 minute spot, that'd be great. You can do a podcast there. And I'm like, sure. Like, yeah, we can talk bills. Like that's not a problem. And, uh, get there. They have like a few tents set up They're They're doing raffle prizes for like those little shout, uh, little people Fisher price thing. Um, they are giving away like a signed Josh Allen jersey, signs Devon Gabe or, or Gabe Davis jersey. You know, cool, cool stuff um, that they're doing to help raise money for Mark Maddox's foundation. And so it came time for me to do my thirty minutes, and uh, I thought I was just talking to like the laptop, right? Like that's how they do live streams. Um, I have never hosted a live stream. We don't do that here at Circling the Wagons. Like we don't really ever show our faces ever. Uh, so we've just done podcasts and we've probably done altogether. I think it's over well over 300 podcasts at this point over the last seven years. And so like, I'm like, I, I can talk bills. I'm talking bills with Mike and John right now. Like whatever, who cares? But what I didn't think I was going to do again, I've done live streams too. Like that's not a big deal. I never show my face usually, but do live streams. I was not ready for the fact that there would be, there was like a hundred people there and that I would also be entertaining them as well. Like, and, and the way that, that uh, Scott, um, I'm sorry, Jared had originally, they're twins, so I can get their names confused. Jared had originally said, it. he's like, here's 30 minutes. He's like, you just press this. You just answer questions and talk to the crowd. I'm like, uh, I was not ready to DJ this thing. <laughs> I was not ready to like do a 30 minute open mic <laughs> for, for the Buffalo Bills. Right. Like I just, I've never done that before in front of people that I've never met before or don't hardly know, except for like my wife and kids that were there and and her aunt, like, but otherwise, like, I don't, none of these people. So I thought I was going to do, what was the last time? So I asked John this earlier. John doesn't do a whole lot of speaking engagements, maybe some at work. Mike, when, how much, how often do you do like public speaking where like you're talking to a group of people you don't know and you don't really have a talking off topic, I should say, like, or just like off, off script and you're just winging it. I, w- I don't think I would ever put myself in that situation. <laughs> Does that sound like you're being set up for failure when, when that's the case? Yeah. I mean, even the best public speakers, right? Like we used to go to the com- a comedy show, right? And we're like, oh, we want tickets. Like we didn't know that that was just a scam. They're like, oh, we want tickets to go. And we saw this this guy like Friday night. And they're like, oh, we want tickets again Saturday. And it was eye-opening for both of us when he told the same shit. Like, oh, on my way here, you wouldn't believe what happened. And we look at each other like, oh. That's all bullshit. <laughs> so even the people that are like, have it perfectly formulated to like, oh, this is so, I'm just speaking off the cuff. <laughs> like it's rehearsed down to the breath. <laughs> you know this. You know, I would have told me, I never would have let you do this. <laughs> well, it's so choreographed and rehearsed. Rehearsed. Ad nauseum. I have, um, I have so little to gain okay, by this too. It's so little to gain by doing this, except like making myself sound like an idiot, right? Um, I'm embarrassment by proxy. I'm starting. <laughs> hey, I didn't laugh. say it was embarrassing. Okay, okay. Let me tell you. So I, I, I had a few drinks to like kind of calm myself down because when he's like, "This is the situation," he's like, "You good to go in five minutes?" I'm like, "Uh, okay, sure, right?" And 
you know, bro, half the time your mic doesn't work. Your computer, you can barely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go on. yeah. All these things you're saying makes sense. It's like I kind of wish you'd. Yeah. You talk me off a ledge, but you've done public speaking. Like you did the best man speech at my wedding, man. Like you crushed it again. Well rehearsed, written down, flying by line, pause by pause, <laughs> pause for you probably pause. spent four hours for a week for six months <laughs> for a six minute speech, not 30 minutes. Off the cuff. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I appreciate about you and John is that like you guys get you I don't think about it. I'm like, oh, you know, people get my sense of humor. You guys get my sense of humor. A lot of listeners do. Not everyone does, man. Like, because they had this, they had this guy here who's probably, you know, maybe in his fifties now. He had uh, a quilt from his mom. His mom made this cool quilt of all his Bills T-shirts as a kid. So, like, you know, one side is, you know, just like generic Bills quilt material, and then the other side is like. 24 patches of all different shirts that he wore as a kid that he obviously grew out of that she made into a quilt. It was really cool. He brought it out with him. He wanted to show us. We took a picture. I shared it on social media. It got a lot of, um, you know, visibility on it. It was a cool idea. Um, and I joked around. So, so like I'm talking to Jared and Jared's like, yeah, you know, we got Dave from so-and-so he's been here before he's been to the last two ragers. Uh, he brought this cool quilt with him, his mom. He's like, yeah, that was pretty cool to see. looks to me. And my response is like, yeah, man, he is like, you could tell his mom loved him. I don't know what my mom was doing. I don't even know if she loves me compared to what his mom did. Right. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) just joking. And he looked at me like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) Like he didn't say anything, but he's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, that's too bad. Anyway, so they just changed the subject. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing to add on for that. Like, if it was you guys, you'd probably be like, yeah, you should probably talk to her or something. Call her more often. <laughs> like, maybe she'd get – which, which mind you, like, I love my mom. She's the reason I'm a Bills fan. But it's, but um, that – I was bombing. I was bombing with those types of jokes. But with you guys and the listeners of the podcast, the ones that actually search us out, like, they might have they thought that was okay. So anyway, it made me appreciate you guys a little bit more. Mm. Jared still did a great job. We had a ton to talk about. The other thing I realized, even though like my heart was pumping through my chest at the beginning of it and like leading up to it, um, you know, even a couple of drinks will not calm you down from something like that, like really nervous. But then I realized like once we started talking bills, and luckily he didn't have me go on alone. Thank God. Thanks to Jared for that. But like we were just talking general and I just realized I don't shut up. Like I talk all the time. And talking bills is just almost second nature to me. So, um, you know, he'd ask this thing about like, you know, what do you think about the Bills season? And I started talking about, you know, the Bills offensive line, the Bills linebacker. It's just like I didn't shut up. So it was actually a perfect venue for me. So thank you to you guys for the K-Gun Report for having me out there. Finger Lakes Mafia, Jared, uh, Scott, Swank. Thanks to those guys. Uh, Mark Maddox did not end up coming. He ended up getting uh, randomly tested for CTE, which is something they do for you know guys that've been retired, um, which I thought was weird. Is and I also I also added that joke in another killer, another killer amongst the crowd over there at, at the Reinvention Brewing Company. He's just like, yeah, Mark wanted to come here. Unfortunately, he couldn't. He got randomly tested for CTE, which they do. I guess I was like, geez, randomly tested for CTE is not a drug test. Why do they have to randomly <laughs> test him for that? Like just this and. That sounds- so made up. It does sound so made like up. Anytime you don't want to do something, like, I, I gotta get tested. I get rid of <laughs> tested for what? Uh, uh, steroids. I can't do steroids. Uh, CTE. CTE. That's yeah. right. 
<laughs> See, Mike, I wish you were my co-host because I was just like, yeah, random drug tests. I mean, what they just let him know in weeks in advance. It's not like, you know, it's not like he's going to lose time or pay or anything like that. And Jerry was like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> just bomb, bomb after bomb after bomb. I, I kept it real. So um, I have uh, I have Maddox's autograph on a, on a card. Some you know random football card. Oh, do you? Then, I was kind of yeah. hoping I'd get his like autograph on something of mine if he's going to be there. Or maybe it's just a picture with him for the podcast or something. Maybe I could somehow like curve him into like coming on our podcast and talking. Like, oh hey, nice to meet you. You know, oh by the way, uh, you want to come on our podcast sometime? <laughs> like, we'd love to talk to you about you know what it was like being in the nineties, right? Um, do you guys know Bill's dad by any chance? Dick DeGroat? Oh, not personally. I mean, do you know, I know who he is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy, he, for those that don't know, and it sounds like Mike doesn't know because he didn't speak up. Um, Bill's dad is the guy who every week, um, he's not going to do it this season, but for the last few seasons, he's done like a Bill's parody to whatever was going on that week. So much to the fact, like he had so much success that he was actually getting sponsored by like companies i think it was like plse the, the the company that sells like josh allen's hot sauce and like stefan Diggs's blue cheese like guys the guy was making it rain right um he came over to say hi to us and such a nice guy he's never met me before he probably has no idea who circling the wagons podcast is right came right over to us while we were live streaming said hi super nice like handshake how you guys doing you know thanks for inviting me to this thing and uh like so cool like what a cool guy that was the last thing. Oh, and then Jimmy Buffett. So R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. Uh, margaritas are by far my favorite drink. Uh, I, I was thinking with he when he died, he was worth roughly like a billion dollars, right? Which is crazy because he's basically a one-hit wonder. Like if you think about it, like Margaritaville is by far his favorite. Sure, he has like Cheeseburger in Paradise and stuff like that. They're just like, that, that, that song sucks. But like Margaritaville is like, and he basically took that one song and he turned it into resorts, cruise ships, Margaritaville makers, like Margaritaville mix. Like if you go to big lots at any given time, there's like a whole section for Margaritaville, right? Like the guy turned it into a, a billion dollar industry, right? Like say what you will about like maybe his music besides that, but like the guy's a business mogul, right? Like I'd liken it, like he, he sold us on the idea of like living a tropical life, living an island life, like living, you know, in the ocean or whatever, like. Like there's very few people like you don't see Chumawamba doing that, you know. Like you don't see, um, I can't even think of another one-hit wonder <laughs> right now. But yeah, I mean, he there were he had a lot of good songs. It's not like did he really? I, what I, other good songs did he? I mean, Pirate Looks at Forty, I love that song. Um, was well, it's kind of funny because like you mentioned like the the you know the dinner and margaritas earlier, um, you know the the night of and very similar. We were at our neighbor's house. We had dinner. And then, like, afterwards, we're, like, on their back patio, and for, like, two hours, we just listened to Jimmy Buffett. Like, totally random. And Oh, you, you, know, you guys, didn't, you guys didn't just find out he died and decided to listen to two hours of Jimmy Buffett? No, it was, like, before, because we didn't find out till the next morning, so. Well, maybe you guys played him right Pretty out. <laughs> Jeez. No, yeah, what are the odds of that? But, like. Maybe everyone knew but John. <laughs> John was scrolling through acts. No, because our neighbors were texting us in the morning and like, oh my God. Like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we listened to too much of Jimmy Buffett that night. <laughs> uh another bombing joke by Nate. Um so 
like the genius of Jimmy Buffett. So he did have more songs in it. You're right. He did. And he started out as a country singer, like very talented. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you ask me all of his songs, I probably only know like three or four of them. Um, but like he took this idea and like ran with it, right? Margaritaville, like whatever. Like I, when we were in the Bahamas like last year for a cruise, like we stopped at the Margaritaville Resort just to go into their into their beach, like grab a couple of margaritas. Like that, like that's that's such a cool idea. Um, like I always, I don't know if I told you guys this. Like Disney is genius, right? Like they their marketing plan is they're marketing you your childhood, right? Like that, like you 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 think of Disney and it's for a lot of people, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people is synonymous with their childhood. Whether you watch Lion King or Aladdin or whatever growing up, like it's a staple of your childhood. And then you go to these resorts and they make those childhood memories come alive. Like it's genius, right? Like there's no other company out there that can market your childhood like Disney. And there's no other company that's really marketed this like tropical living island life, which for all intents and purposes, if Jimmy Buffett was as big of a business mogul as he was, like he probably didn't have a lot of time to live that island life either. <laughs> like none of us get a chance to really live it. We just hope to like go on vacation maybe once a year and do something that kind of reminds us of it, right? Like it's genius, right? So anyway, RIP, Jimmy Buffett, a lot of celebrity deaths, like the Kobe death didn't hit me as much as Jimmy Buffett dying for whatever reason. I don't follow basketball. I know Kobe, I've seen him play. It was sudden and it was terrible and it was tragic, but it wasn't nearly as much for, for whatever reason as Jimmy Buffett. But anyway, um, hope he's, hope there's a Margaritaville in heaven somewhere, you know, that'd be nice. So anyway, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for following us over to this new feed. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Um, the season's about to start. It's kickoff time. We're going to talk about Bill's Jets very soon. And uh, yeah, lots of, get in on that best ball league, man. It's going to be a fun time. So uh, the link for it is, in the show notes. And also, if you cannot find it, go to myffpc.com uh, my and then look for um, the Circling the Wagons podcast best ball league or look at for number, search for number, league number 57628. That's 57628. That's the league number for the best ball league. So um, eight open teams remaining. Um, I imagine a lot of people are going to take those open spots. So get in while you can. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. So signing off for John. Go Bills. Looking forward to smashing the Jets week one. Well, we're going to talk before week one. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Absolutely. So for Mike. Go Bills. And- well, we can still look forward to it. Like, uh, sure, yeah, we're going to talk again. But like, it's, I'm still looking forward to smashing the Jets either way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. True. Totally. Me too. Me too. And for me, Nate, uh, wasted away in Margaritaville. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Sorry, John. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, well, so, I, I, so dismissive. <laughs> that's what the people hated about me when I did it live. They're just like, this guy's not. This guy's just a jerk. He's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs>